hello, hello, you guys. I'm coming at you with a bonus episode because today is the first day of auditions. So we're going to talk about the auditions. And I also want to talk a little bit about Shakespeare himself. It's just me today. So you don't get to hear Michael and his giggles and stuff. So it's just me. And that's okay. We'll give him a break. But let's get on and talk a little bit about Shakespeare because today is, again, the day of auditions, and that is April 24th. 7 p.m. is the first day, and then we'll also go tomorrow, April 25th. And yesterday was April 23rd, and that's a special day to people who know about Shakespeare. Some of you are yelling at me that you know it, and others could care less, but April 23rd is Shakespeare's birthday, at least the date that is generally considered to be Shakespeare's birthday. And that's because Shakespeare was baptized on April 26th, 1564. And it was generally the accepted custom to baptize children three days after they were born. So April 23rd is when we generally think that William Shakespeare was born. And it's also a special day, too, because William Shakespeare died on April 23rd, 1616. Now, that's another one that it's likely that he died then because he was buried on April 25th, and that was the generally accepted practice as well, to usually bury someone two days after they die. So, baptize three days after born, bury two days after die, and I'm talking about it now one day after both of those days for William Shakespeare. So that's just kind of a fun fact about him. It's also very serendipitous that we are having Shakespeare auditions on that week of his birth and death. Pretty cool. So talking about auditions. Auditions can be terrifying. I know this from personal experience, both auditioning and casting. And I recently just auditioned last week for a show that ACT is doing. So we have auditions just a week apart. And one of them, the show that I just auditioned for, is Cinderella. And that is going to be in June, June 15th through the 25th of 2023. So that one is going to be in production and performed at the same time that Shakespeare in the Village is in production. But the production's going a little bit longer for Shakespeare in the Village. So auditioning is very fresh in my mind. And I want to give you a couple of tips here. There are some things that I think are good tips, and so we're going to jump on in with that. Something that you should do or try to do is stand out. It's hard sometimes when everybody is saying the exact same thing. You know, everybody has the same readings that they have to do. They go stand in the same spot. They say their name and then they read the same thing. And so you can end up blending in. And so something to do is stand out. If you can stand out, it's easier for a director to say, I can work with this person because they, they're different. They're interesting. There was something about them that stuck in my brain. And whenever you do a show, you tend to want the show to stick in the audience's brain. You want them to enjoy it and leave knowing, huh, I remember this part, or I remember this character or this theme. You want 
memorable things for shows. So standing out is a big thing. And so how do you do that? <laughs> how do you do that? I can't just give you a, a one trick answer that'll help you do that. Bring a unique part of yourself. That's the biggest thing you can do. No one else can bring what you can bring because you're you and everyone is unique. You have quirks. You move. You speak differently than people. So enhance that or just lean into it. Be okay with the way you move. And if it's some, if you're going for a role that's very different from yourself, lean into something about that. Committing to a part is something that is really big too, I think. And for me as well, projection is huge. So having volume when you go on stage tells a director that even though you're unsure, you haven't read this before, you haven't been rehearsing this before, and you can still be loud. That helps to know that once you actually know your lines and have worked on a character, you should be able to be loud and keep that volume going. And so that's a very helpful thing that I as a director tend to look for. If I can't hear you when you're reading for me, or if I struggle to hear you, it means that it, it might be hard for you to project later on. That's one thing that I that stands out to me when I am casting a role. Now, again, Michael's the one who is going to be casting. I am going to be auditioning for Shakespeare in the Village as well for Much Ado. It's going to be another time when I'm auditioning and I'm going to be scared, but you guys can come on down and be scared with me, you know? That's another thing, too. When you're there and you have other people auditioning around you, this theater is one of the better ones that I've been to where when you have people auditioning, even if you're auditioning for the same roles, people are kind to each other. And that goes to a point that I've heard from others about tips on auditioning. From the moment you walk in, you're already auditioning. If you go in and you're snarky and mean or snappy at somebody or you act like you were above everyone else, it, the director's not going to like that. That's that's clocked from the moment you come in. Attitude is a really big deal. People don't want to work with people who are mean. <laughs> even if you are fabulous, fantastic, even if you know the lines already, nobody's going to want to work with somebody who's mean. It's just not fun. And doing theater, especially in this capacity, is about having fun and experiencing something in a very familial way. We're a family down there. And so come on out and enjoy and be a part of our family. And when you're up there and you are auditioning, reacting to each other is a really good thing too. React to what somebody else does. That's a way of being unique because that specific situation is happening and it's different than another situation that's going to happen later on. So react to it. And again, have fun, 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 fun. Fun is a huge part of the auditioning process. If you're not having fun, it tends to show. I tend to lean into the people who are around me when I audition as well because they ease a lot of that stress that I'm feeling. If there's other people around me that are nervous talking to me, that's fabulous because I I will feel better. Now, this specific form for this show, Michael 
our director, Michael, has a form that he wants people to fill out. So I'm going to give you a little preview of that for when you come to audition. When? Yes, when you come to audition. It's just asking for your name, your phone number, if you can text your email address. And because we do have this open to age 14 and up, if you are under 18, we are asking for a parent name and contact and then their signature as well if if they can get there for that. And then also the roles you're interested in. Are you interested in Beatrice? Are you interested in Hero, in Benedict, uh, in Leonardo? Well, who, who do you want to play? Dogberry? That sounds like fun. So are you interested in any role specifically? And would you then, if that role that you listed isn't the one that Michael thinks he'd like to see you in, would you accept a different role? Would you accept another role if it's offered to you? And then also Michael has this spot on there that says list any roles you would not accept. So if you go in there and you say, I do not have the time to be Beatrice and I don't feel comfortable doing that, go ahead, put that down. No judgment. That's fine. If you don't want to be a smaller role, if you want a bigger role and you will not accept a smaller role, go ahead and put that down. And that's fine. Again, no judgment. That's that's what you want and that's what you're interested in doing. And so you you can put that down and then we'll know. And also on there, we ask if you'd be willing to do any of the following for your role. Would you be willing to cut or color your hair, shave or grow facial hair? And also on there is, would you be willing to do a kissing scene? Is that something that you'd be willing to do? Are you okay with that? Does that make you uncomfortable or not? So let us know on your sheet as well. Also, if we have all the cast filled and for some reason you aren't cast, would you still be willing to assist with the production in some way? Would you be willing to help be backstage? And that's pretty cool because you can still wear a costume for that. Would you be willing to do that? Would you be willing to stage manage? Would you be willing to help us with costumes, with props, with the set? We're probably going to need a couple of hands on deck too when we do the show because this is outside. So we want more hands to be helping us out out there. It's a new thing. It's fun so as many hands as we can get to help us will be very helpful i would like to add too that if you aren't cast in any any show ever it does not necessarily mean that you did not do a good job at auditions or that you are a poor actor or actress it it sometimes just means that another person looked more like the role needed to be filled than next to another person so sometimes it's ensemble So if you have somebody that's really short, because we need somebody really short to play hero, and you have somebody that would have been fabulous as hero, had great mannerisms, spoke very well, but she's super tall, and you have three tall women who are fabulous, you can't have one of them play hero because the text says she's short. It's a hard thing because, of course, you know, you were hoping and you were wanting a role. But sometimes, it again, it does not mean that you did poorly. It might be the look. It might be the scheduling. Maybe you had too many conflicts in your schedule and somebody else had more time to work on a role. 
I, I say that because I don't want people to get discouraged. I don't want you, if ever you go out and, and audition, which is terrifying in the first place, it's okay if you don't get a role again. I know, I know it's disappointing, but it does not mean that you did poorly. Just coming out and auditioning is wonderful. That is something to be so proud of. And it's an aspect that will help you continue and get better. If that happens, being a part of the production in another way shows a dedication and it also gives you a look into theater in a different way as well. I love stage managing. I love being backstage help. It's fun. I love doing lights and sound. There's so many different ways to be a part of theater that isn't acting and you can be proud of those different roles as well. And we need you. Everybody in the theater needs our technicians as well. So that's that's my little I'm, I'm gonna get off my little soapbox on that but I just wanted to say it. Continuing with the form we ask you to briefly list any acting singing or dancing experience and any specific skills, if you have juggling or instruments, Michael is really loving the musical aspect of this show. So if you can play an instrument, you might be able to in the show. It's just something that would be a really fun addition to the show. It's not needed for the show, but it would be a fabulous addition. And... Then also this one, we have said that you do not need any prior Shakespeare experience. You really don't. Michael did put on the sheet a section to rate your experience with and or understanding of Shakespeare. Have you done Shakespeare before? Yeah, so it's not going to exclude you from the show if you don't have any experience. It's fine if you don't. We just want to know. And then also, after that, do you require any physical accommodations? Is there anything that you'll need in line with that? And on the back, then, there's a section for listing what your regular availability during the week is. Especially at the beginning, it sounds like it's going to be a fairly flux schedule. And then also list any specific exceptions. If there are days you are not available or days you're more available than usual, what are they? And this is to get an idea of your availability. So if down the line you had something that you need to do that you have a conflict and you didn't put it on your sheet, that's also okay. We get that. Just let us know as soon as you know. That's all. That's that's the main thing. But <laughs> this is a bonus episode and I wanted it to be a little bit shorter than I've already made it. I also wanted to say happy birthday and death day to Shakespeare. And come on down. I'm so excited to see the turnout. Shakespeare is fabulous. We will still have an episode that will air on Tuesday still. It's a crossover episode, so that's really fun. It was a really good time to record, and I hope that y'all will love it. So, thanks. And don't be scared. I get scared. I get it. But main thing is have fun. Obscurantism and obfuscation. Orally observed, gentle listener. Gentle listener. Gentle listener. Gentle listener. listener. Obviated objects of oblivion. Obambulating about. Offered unto you. Offered unto you. Offered unto you. In the Tapestry Radio Network. Tapestryradio.org. From From our our fancy fancy to to yours. yours.